Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus for Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This 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 is views is from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yet another rousing rendition of the Views from Midstream podcast in your ear holes. We were hoping we would be in a good mood that Christmas would treat us well that Santa would leave a present for Panthers fans everywhere under the tree. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Santa's name this weekend was Run Game Claws. It's not a good joke. It wasn't well thought out, but you get it. Uh, Shocking the entire cast and crew of the Views from Main Street podcast uh, that would be me, Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, and my co-host and partner in crime. They call him the great one, Lonzo Wright. So, um, Lonzo, I believe you and I both said, uh, run the ball, run it a lot, and run it well, and you'll win the game. Uh, we ran it as well as the ball has ever been run by a Carolina Panther football team, and shock upon shocks, the Panthers won the football game in remaining control of their own destiny despite the best efforts of the Arizona Cardinals to fix that for us. Thanos style. We'll have to do it ourselves. What a performance against Detroit Zoe. You know, and the other thing about it is uh, the running game was so good. It made Sam Darnold look really good. So it wasn't like it was just a running game. Sam Darnold stepped up and did things where he needed to do. And the defense actually played some football that, that, that helped a good deal too. And, uh, Luckily, hey, Detroit's still Detroit. I, I, they made everyone think that they weren't 
um, still Detroit, but um, they're, they're still Detroit. I uh, I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got no shortage of things to discuss here on the pod today. Uh, that football team that we saw against Detroit, and 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 you know, Zoe downplay Detroit, and I think it's fair. They're still a sub five hundred football program looking to improve, but that was a Detroit team that last week everybody was clamoring that Dan Campbell should win coach of the year honors. That was the Detroit football team that had won what? I believe six in a row. Uh, That was the Detroit football team that had a lot of momentum. And Lonzo, if you ever heard a coach say something to the tune of, we got to come out and punch them in the mouth. That's the game they were talking about right there. I don't know why every coach sounded like angry Mo, the bartender from the Simpsons. But uh, if you ever had that gruff high school coach that said, come out and punch him in the mouth, he should follow it up with the first half of football that the Panthers played against the Lions because that's what they did. Pulling guards, pulling slot receivers, pulling wingbacks, running backs running through contact, running backs hitting that second gear and running through over and around safeties. Everything that we have wanted to see out of the run game of the Carolina Panthers got put on full display, a franchise high first, both Chuba and Foreman going over a hundo in the first half, 264 first half running yards. And while, you know, we, we, we kind of slowed the roll a little bit in the second half. Uh, it's because you could, right? It's because you could, because at that point you were just playing to take clocks off, uh, to take seconds off of the clock Mission accomplished, and I'm going to go one step further and say that team that played on Sunday, Lonzo, that team can probably play with, I won't say beat, but can play with any team in the National Football League, Minnesota included. Well, I would at least say they can play with the NFC, for sure. Uh, The AFC, they may have some struggles because they'll be doing a lot of catch-up because the AFC scores points. The NFC, not as much. So, yeah, I think they could hang with anybody in the NFC. By the way, your your coach reference sounded more like uh, Mick from Rocky, but we're I'm older than you, so I mean, you know, my, our references are about a decade apart. I it was a really good game, and absolutely was. And I'm not downplaying Detroit. I'm just saying, de- de- deploy Detroit was on the rise coming in, and no one picked the Panthers to win, and they did. And I was watching some of the morning sports shows this morning, and uh, which makes sense because if you're watching the morning shows, they're probably in the morning. Um, <laughs> But I was, I was, I was watching them this morning, and they're some are picking Tampa Bay to still pull it off. Some are picking New Orleans. Hardly anyone's picking the Panthers. And you know why? Because of inconsistency. If they play like they played this Sunday and two Sundays ago, and you could do that like every week, they uh, got a shot at doing something at least winning the South, and who knows, maybe competing in that first playoff game. But because of inconsistencies, I can see why people have trouble picking the Panthers to pull it out all the way to the end. Uh, by the way, real quick correction. I said Detroit had won six in a row. That is not correct. They have won six of the last seven, and the only L they took was against Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills, a game they lost by a field goal against one of the best two teams in the AFC, arguably. In that run, they beat the Packers, the Bears, the Giants, the Jags, the Vikings, and the Jets with Josh Allen stuck in the middle. 
Of course, they had dropped five decisions in a row previous to that, but those were against the NFC's best, the Vikings, a three-point L against the Seahawks. Uh, They did get blown out by the Patriots in their worst loss of the year uh, and followed that up with a L against the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Since then, six of the last seven, and then Carolina beat the hell out of Detroit to the point that I don't know if you saw this clip, but after the game was over, when Dan Campbell went over to Steve Wilkes, uh, he said that was an ass kicking right there. I mean, that was his words, and I could not think of a better set of words to describe that. The offensive line for the Panthers, I'm just going to say that I hope when they woke up Monday morning uh, and, and, and celebrated their Christmas that there was like a shiny new Rolex or a Lamborghini under the tree of each of them from Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, and Sam Darnold because with a couple of rare exceptions, none of those three got tackled in the backfield at all. It was a, in fact, in fact, uh, for those of you that follow me on Twitter at the Rob Brown show, uh, right before we started recording the pod and I'm going to finish up when we're done, I was pitting up some examples of what I was looking at in this game, uh, especially though early in the second half, Detroit was moving up to running eight and sometimes nine man heavy boxes against us just to stop the run. In fact, uh, there was one play around six and a half minutes left to play in the third quarter where the Lions ran an eight-box zero blitz with a single high safety, and Sam Darnold ran a fantastic fake to Foreman, right? Ran the play-action fake, pulled it. He got the entire eight-man box to collapse. While that was happening, DJ just ran from the inside wide receiver position, a quick little slant right over the middle. Darnold pulled it. Got it over the top to uh, to DJ for a first down. And even with a zero blitz out of an eight-man box, Sam Darnold didn't get hit and delivered a strike right across the middle to DJ Moore. It turns out that when you run the ball, even at a defense that knows you are running the ball and is throwing extra men to stop you, when you run the ball at them and you block well, a guy like Sam Darnold all of a sudden Looks like he can cook a little bit, and the Panthers took full advantage of that. Uh, even when Detroit was throwing eight and nine guys at us in the box, though, the offense stayed calm, ran to the spots where the spots were, ran to the lanes where the lanes were, and it opened the field up for Sam Darnold to look like a quarterback. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You know that 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 thing where, where sports guys on the radio and on, on podcasts and, and stuff where they say, we told them what to do, what the formula was, and they finally listened to us. I'm going to do that too. I'm not going to act like I'm not going to do that. They listened exactly to us and did exactly what we said because, of course, we know better than they do. It comes down to they should have did that the week before. Um, and maybe it was a wake-up call going, okay, we can't. We've got to stick with our formula. We're just going to do that this week no matter what, and it worked. And the other thing is I saw Sam Darnold doing something I haven't seen in a long time. He was laughing. I don't. It was kind of scary because I don't know if I like Sam laughing or not because it, it's kind of devilish, I, I want to say. But he was laughing. He was having a good time. He didn't look stiff like he's having to look over his shoulder and and worried about them ghosts and all them things. He looked like he was having a good time. 
And winning will do that. And having a running game like that, uh, that will make you really happy and, and, and a really good offensive line. I also feel sorry for the offensive line. As good as they've been this year, they haven't had a consistent quarterback all year long. That means there's no one to really buy them gifts. I mean, you can't expect Sam Darnold, who's been in there like a you know a couple of weeks, to, to come 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 across with some good gifts on 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 Christmas morning. I mean, you got to use that as an excuse. I mean, uh, you know, you're looking, you're the lineman, you're thinking, oh yeah, my quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, my quarterback is Josh Allen. I know I'm gonna get something nice. Who's my quarterback this week? I ain't getting nothing. So I I don't know. Maybe Sam came up with something. I hope, but uh, he should have because they played really well. We'll tell you why uh, Sam Darnold, I hope, sent some very nice like Omaha steaks, uh, maybe 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 some new PS5s to his linemen today. Sam Darnold finished that game 15 of 22 for 250. Realistically, though, there were probably three, maybe four drop footballs that, that were on, that were drops, that were wide receivers should have caught that footballs. Granted, coldest game in the history of the bank, so a little tougher to catch a football than it would have been on a normal day. Realistically, probably could have, should have, would have been closer to the neighborhood of 18 for 22, 250 yards, one touchdown. He also ran the ball six for 19 and a touchdown. And go back to that touchdown he had, which was, an old school power option, right? Uh, you know, I, I was I was watching because they ran that option a couple of times successfully in that game, and Sam Darnold ran it great. Now that kind of power option is only going to work if and when your defensive end is watching guys gash to the inside for big chunks. That's what we did the whole first quarter. So by the time the power option came into play whether it was Hutchinson or, or whoever else out on the end, anytime they saw the ball into the gut of a running back, dive down to the running back, Darnold on his touchdown run recognized that immediately. As soon as the, the, the play action went to Foreman and the eyes went up to the defensive end, I think on that touchdown it was Aiden Hutchinson, the outstanding rookie defensive end. Hutchinson took his step to the inside, as he should have, being afraid of the running back gush, uh, gashing from six out. And as soon as he took that step, Towards the uh, towards the offensive line, Darnold pulled it, just skated to the outside. They utilized, and, and and this is something, and we don't need to bring up negatives because hey, we're all celebrating. Ben McAdoo said, did something in this game, Lonzo, that I think he never really did with Baker Mayfield. He played to the strengths of Sam Darnold perfectly. What were the numbers we've been saying all year? Run it forty throw it 20 and you're going to win the game 43 rushes 22 passing attempts those numbers worked out perfectly well and in those runs we're utilizing it to set up Sam Darnold to have maximum efficiency and one of the things we haven't really seen is utilizing the legs of Sam Darnold as a weapon as much as anybody else's again the guy that was leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns through week five last year, Sam Darnold has an underappreciated set of legs on him when he gets some space. And when those power dives turned into those outside power options, the defensive ends had no idea how to handle the conflict created by that. Sam Darnold took full advantage of that. Ben McAdoo, I think, actually deserves credit for calling a pretty good game that played on the strengths we showed. It looked to Mizo. 
like Carolina's offense was a little bit insulted by what happened last week against Pittsburgh. They played to their strengths. Ben McAdoo caught a phenomenal football game, and the Panthers were in control at halftime and never looked back. You know, the other thing about it, if if you look at Sam Darnold, he was one of the more accurate quarterbacks of the weekend. Better than that guy down in Miami who's supposedly the most accurate quarterback in football. Better than the old man who pulled one out last night, talking about Tom Brady. Um, for the most part, Darnold is a game manager, but he didn't look like that uh, Saturday. It was Saturday when, when, it, when the game was. He didn't look like that. He looked like a guy that was out there just slinging it around. And uh, he had the luxury of having such a good running game and and those guys keying on it, a lot of one-on-ones and things that a quarterback salivates over. He had those and he took advantage of them and he looked really good. I am glad you brought that up about Sammy D because I've got something I want to point out. <laughs> 